Hey, hey, you're listening to Rising Into Mindful Motherhood. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Wood. I'm a barefoot mama bear, pharmacist, integrative fertility health coach, and lover of all things nature and animals. I'm on a mission to have intentional conversations about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. My mindful guests and I will be talking about struggles, wins, natural wellness, and how we grow and transform as we enter motherhood. My background in healthcare has shown me how broken our medical system is. My own struggles to become pregnant has shown the lack of support for mamas-to-be, the lack of guidance for women to have a nourishing and vibrant pregnancy, the isolation, mom guilt, and all the things we hold after bringing baby Earthside. I want this platform to be a place where women can feel connected, safe and supported to share and hear their stories. A place to use our voice to discuss and advocate about what we need and deserve as mothers. So let's dive in, shall we? Hello and welcome to the last episode, the 52nd episode of season one of Rising into Mindful Motherhood. I am so blessed and honored and grateful for having you be a listener and joining me, myself, my guests, as we share our experiences, our wisdom, our knowledge. I hope that you at least gleaned even just one thing from this season of Rising Into Mindful Motherhood podcast. And I just can't say enough how grateful I am to have you here to be completing the first season of this podcast. This was really something that I started on a whim. Um, I started recording at the end of 2022 and I launched in 2023 and just really in awe of how many downloads there were, how many followers there are of the podcast. And I'm just so thankful to be able to hold this space for all of you, even as a listener and myself and our experts and guests that we have had on. So I just really want you to know that I appreciate you and I see you. I would love to hear from you. So either send me an email at, at Katie at happynourishmotherhood.com or send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. And I would just love to know which episode landed for you the most and why, if you learn anything new, just anything that comes up on your heart that you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So this is the last episode, as I said, of the first season. And it's all about boundaries, um, especially being an entrepreneur, either in the thick of motherhood or on your journey to motherhood, um, and just being able to balance the two. And it's with my dear friend, my business coach. I was her fertility coach. So we have really um, created such a beautiful relationship over the last couple of years um, with Dr. Christina Fontana. And 
we are actually doing something really exciting at the end of January. So if you are an entrepreneur or you want to start your own business or your own side hustle or whatever that may be, we are doing a two-day workshop on January 24th and 25th of 2024. It is called Simplify and Streamline Your Business for 2024. So we are taking both of our knowledge and experience and expertise and wisdom and really packaging it into this beautiful two-day workshop. Christina has been an entrepreneur for 12 years. I have been an entrepreneur for, it's going, I'm going into my fifth year now. That's wild and crazy to think about. And it's a two-day marketing and manifesting workshop to, to strategically scale your profitable business this year. Now, I'm going to be dropping the link in the comments. This is a completely free workshop. It's two days. On day one, we're going to be discussing how to optimize your marketing efforts and becoming magnetic to your soul clients. And on day two, we're going to be talking about how to confidently and soulfully sell your offers while bringing in clients on autopilot. Okay, so you all know that I'm a mother to a little toddler. I work from home. She's home with me. So being able to simplify and streamline is 110% necessary for me to keep my sanity and also for me to be successful, right? I'm not going to be able to create an impact and serve my clients if I don't have, you know, strategic structure and systems in place to help support me to be in my own, you know, feminine creativity, brilliance, genius, whatever it may be. And I know, um, you know, obviously my, my joy and passion is fertility coaching, but I have also learned so much in the last four years of being an entrepreneur in two different business spaces. And we really just want to share with you everything that we've learned so far and in, in support you in this two-day workshop um, that's entirely free. We're going to be giving away um, coaching content, freebies, all of the things. Um, so make sure you join live and the link is going to be in the show notes. So register today. If you know any, if maybe you're not an entrepreneur, but you have some friends that are entrepreneurs, please share this with them because like I said, it's free and you do not want to miss this. If you want to start on the right foot for your business in 2024. Now, to kind of wrap things up, I'm going to be taking a two to three week hiatus from the podcast. I'm actually going to be regrouping and refocusing the podcast. So far, we have shared all things from fertility to pregnancy to birth, postpartum, motherhood, but I am feeling called to really serve my clients and women who are in a season of waiting, women who are still on their journey to motherhood, 
whether that looks like you've just started trying to conceive, you've been trying for under a year, or whether you've been trying for years and years and years and you've tried all the things, this is where my heart is being drawn to serve and to speak to. So we will be relaunching season two at the end of January. Our first episode will be Wednesday, January 24th. And yeah, like I said, it's going to be so good for any woman in the fertility waiting season, any mamas in waiting, um, because it's going to be all about you and serving you and supporting you and nurturing you. And I'm so excited. The guests that we have lined up, or I should say the experts we have lined up are top-notch in their field. They have been in the fertility field for years and years and years. They have so much wisdom. You'll be hearing more from me, and I cannot wait to see you there. I, I love you all so much. I hope that you had a beautiful holiday season, a happy new year, and we'll be seeing you on the next season of Rising into Mindful Motherhood. Love you. Hello and welcome to Rising into Mindful Motherhood. This episode, I'll be talking with Dr. Christina Fontana, a pharmacist, holistic healer, rapid transformation business coach, speaker, and five-time author. She is actually one of my coaches and also one of my clients. Christina and her husband are expecting their first child, their daughter, Lindsay, in March. And today we're going to be chatting about how to set loving boundaries around motherhood and in business. So welcome, Christina. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast to talk about something that I think is really imperative for everyone, but especially so during motherhood and when you're an entrepreneur as well. Absolutely. I am so excited to be back. And I know that we recorded a year ago and it has been a journey, you know, <laughs> with, um, you know, getting pregnant and all of the things that have gone with it. So I just want to say, first of all, thank you for just being such an amazing support to us during that time. And even, you know, even beyond, <laughs> it never ends with us. I feel like we're going to continue, um, you know, working together and uh, just creating so many amazing things, even, you know, beyond the fertility journey, like we're, you know, you're my support coach and I was your client and vice versa. So like, you're not getting rid of me. So I'm here, <laughs> I'm here to stay. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So Remind me and the audience, how many weeks are you? How are you feeling? So I'm 23 weeks and I am, we're, we're both really excited. We had the anatomy scan a few weeks ago. And of course, like I cried whenever I said, I was like, we want to just find out, you know, if it's a boy or a girl and the, um, I don't even know what she's called, like the nurse or the technician I was like, all right, well, it's a girl. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> make sure that it is like check that um because you know we were we were announcing it to everybody and so we had uh, a gender celebration party instead of a reveal because I just wanted it to be more I guess like of an intimate experience where Eric and I would find out together so yeah we did that and um I'm feeling great I I had a lot of nausea from week six to nine. So that was, a, that was really rough. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to talk about 
that time frame specifically because it has to do with everything that this episode is about, which is boundaries and uh, delegating. And so I, I'm just really, you know, excited to share some of, of that because I am a full-time entrepreneur and mommy to be. So yeah, um, during that time, I didn't expect how to, to be so sick, to be honest. And I, it was pretty debilitating. I can remember sitting on, you know, cause my husband has an office. I can remember sitting on his couch and being like, Oh my God, this is so bad. When is this going to be over? I never vomited, which like, I, I I hate throwing up. So that was good. But I mean, I got everything. I got the C bands. I tried all these different things. And ultimately I, I did wind up calling my doctor and they prescribed Reglan. So I would take, you know, one a day. So that really helped a lot. But during that time, you feel kind of like out of control. Mm-hmm. You feel really powerless because like my, my body's not mine anymore. You know, I'm used to being able to do what I want and eat what I want or, you know, have coffee and not think about it. And, you know, I know it's a, it's definitely a sacrifice that I'm willing to make, but it was a little bit challenging to not be able to do the things that I wanted to do, like go on a Facebook live. I can remember Corey and I recorded something at like during that time. And I had, I showed up, but I was like mm-hmm. nauseous the whole time. I think I had the, uh, I had like a ginger lozenge or something in my mouth. And I look back at that video and I'm just like, Oh my <laughs> God, I could just see how nauseous I was. But, um, so anyway, some of the things I want to give you the practical things that I did was I am so grateful. Like I said, in the beginning, Katie is my support coach. Um, I have Priscilla, my executive assistant, and then I have Iris, who is my, um, she really helps a lot, out a lot with social media, even to be honest, my, my web supports, her name's Sky. She has helped me so much. Like I'll say, okay, can you do this? And I kind of like show her a loom video or something and she does it. So I have so many different people, you know, like a full-time accountant. I have so many uh, amazing forms of support that I had to rely on that. Like as an example, you know, you take all of my discovery calls now. And I, so that saved me because I didn't have to come on zoom and look halfway decent to to have these calls. So I delegated, that was a huge thing that I did. I also repurposed a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the workshops that I had already done. So specifically I have a workshop around um, making the leap from retail and I use some upsells with that. So once somebody buys it, I say, Hey, like, do you want to also buy this? And, you know, I had, I was so grateful that people, you know, they, they wanted that recording and they, you know, bought some of those upsells as well. So I could have that passive income because I wasn't able to do a live workshop or a launch or anything like that, which takes a little bit more energy. So I had to be really discerning with what projects I said yes to what, uh, what I was selling because I have certain sales cycles that, I have in mind, but you know, again, when life happens, you can't always expend that level of energy. And so I had to be strategic with, okay, what can I repurpose? What can I sell that I've already done that I know people are going to want to invest in? So I delegated, I really was discerning with my energy and I also repurposed a lot of that content. 
Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of like during that that horrible phase in the first trimester. Yeah. So you were definitely resourceful, which I think is important for any entrepreneur or even if you're not an entrepreneur, but you work for someone else, just looking at the assets that you have, how can you repurpose them while still bringing in that income? Because some women have that nausea or vomiting throughout their entire pregnancy. Yeah. So having those support systems set up and having all of that ready. But I do think that one theme that can be common for women, especially is the feeling that they need to do everything themselves, right? Right. Asking for help. So it's beautiful Mm -hmm. that you are open to that. And you had a lot of these things set up and, you know, you've been working with Priscilla and Iris. I kind of stepped on, I think it was spring, summer. Um, But like, what, what would you say to anyone who maybe has that kind of pattern or mindset where it's like, I have to take on the world. I'm nauseous. Maybe they already have a couple of like little kids. Yeah. And maybe they're an entrepreneur too. Right. I would ask you, I I would have whoever's listening to ask themselves to think about the pressure that that is to feel like you have to do it all yourself. And I know that there's a payoff. There's a hidden payoff there because it's like, well, if I do it, I know it's going to get done right. Right. Like that's the control that we want to have control over how things are, are run in our business. And trust me, I'm there with you. Like I I have to work on my control patterns all the time. And at the same time, I think there's a a level of surrender that needs to happen. And that comes with, you know, if you've experienced trauma, it doesn't feel safe a lot of time to lean on other people to trust because maybe you've had bad experiences in the past where you were abandoned or you relied on somebody and XYZ happened, some negative consequence. And so that's why the inner work is so important because it's almost showing and retraining your brain and body that it is safe Mm -hmm. for me to lean on this other person to trust. And the same goes even for, I'm thinking, you know, with Eric and I, you know, I mean, we've been together for five years, but I'm so grateful because I can really like right now he's going to the hot dog shop and I'm like, Hey, can you grab me up some chili? Something that simple speaking up, but he's like, yep, no problem. Some women are like, well, I do it all in the house. I clean, I cook, da, 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 da. There's a payoff, but there's also, it's costing you something, right? It's, it's that pressure. It's that anxiety that, you know, just ask, ask yourself, is there a way that I can make this easier? As an example, we just had, you know, Lindsay's, you know, gender celebration party. And I said, okay, who can bring what, you know, can this person bring that? Hey, Deanna, can you bring soda, pop, whatever? I know everybody's like, oh, soda. Um, What is that? Uh, You know, so it's, it's kind of, and maybe even doing it in smaller steps so that you're training that trust muscle to say, okay, I'm going to do this. And this small thing, and I'm going to, you know, show my brain that it's, it's safe. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that that takes time. 
especially, like I said, if you've experienced trauma where you felt powerless, where you felt unsafe, because that's really what the body is trying to do is protect us. Mm -hmm. And when you're going through entrepreneurship and I'm assuming motherhood, I am sure I'm going to get, you know, all of your patterns get unraveled. And so control is, is a big one that comes up for sure in this, in this journey. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you brought that up about Eric is kind of working on that communication with your partners too during this phase, because once baby's here, you, I feel like you really have to a have a clear form of communication with your partner and then also feeling like confident and capable of expressing what you need because believe me there are Mm. days where I'm just like I just need you to keep Olivia busy or to do the dishes do the laundry do this like and I feel like not all women but some women like you were kind of mentioning earlier take it all on themselves but it doesn't have to be that way right I know I don't know maybe that's just how your husband like grew up around where his mom did all of the things but but there is a way to have that communication of this is what I need right you because at the end of the day even if the payoff is you have that sense of control you are going to burn out right? Your adrenals are going to give out at some point. And so it's really just like remembering to put your oxygen mask on first. And I think setting up those healthy lines of communication. So then you can be like, Hey, I need your help with this. And for me, one example is, um, it was shortly after Olivia turned two her bedtime like she wasn't falling asleep good wasn't staying asleep good and we worked with someone to kind of help with her routine and I was the one that had to lay in bed with her for her to fall asleep and it got exhausting but then eventually Joel picked up that role and I had a Mm -hmm. break because I needed a break but he wouldn't you know have known that had I not felt safe to express my needs and kind of setting those clear boundaries. Right, exactly. And and don't get me wrong, like Eric and I, you know, we we have our our moments too. It's uh, he's uh, it's not like oh, it's a perfect marriage like you know, he doesn't pick up on things as quickly as I do, you know, and he needs repetition. So like we even last night we went to this class and it's like basic had a diaper, had a da 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 da, all these things, and like he's never changed a diaper in his life, so he needs reps. And I, so, um, and then so we did diapering. We also did like they had a, a swaddle, so we were swaddling, and they had a zipper. Mm-hmm. And I could see him getting so frustrated. I said, "Okay, take the zipper, pull the little like parts back, so it like you can get it on there." And then you know, but like I could see myself if I was a low on sleep, just yeah. gave. I'd be like, exactly. put the effing zipper on. <laughs> like I can see that, you know? Um, yeah. So like, there's all of those different dynamics that I'm sure are going to come up. And I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm not ready and not ready, but I know that it's not going to be perfect. And, but then again, I think about Penny and how in the beginning he's like, what do I do? And then now it's like, boom, boom, boom. Like she's in the carrier. He knows exactly what to do. So I think, even having a dog 
with someone can show you like he's so good to this dog like mm -hmm. it gets her steak like takes her to doggy daycare like she has to get her her she's getting her paw to cure tomorrow he's like mm -hmm. i'll pay for it you know so it yeah it's it's gonna change a little bit but i think also having a willing partner mm -hmm. is so important because if if the guy's like oh well i want to just watch football like you know it, it takes work you know it, and if someone's a little bit more resistant that can be challenging too. I'm very lucky that he's so open, but um, I agree with you. I think it's, it, there is an element of surrendering some of that control. Like, does it really matter if the dishes are like exactly the way you want them? Or is it like, like you said, putting on your own oxygen mask and saying, Hey, can you do this for me? Mm -hmm. Maybe like, like Eric folds the laundry. Maybe it's not exactly the way I want it but like it's getting done and I don't really care, you know? So mm -hmm. simple yeah. example. Motherhood has definitely taught me that you have to like release that false sense of control and that things don't have to be quote unquote perfect or a certain way. And just, yeah, basically surrendering yep. to the process. It definitely like entrepreneurship will bring up a lot of, your patterns and triggers and things that for you to work on, but motherhood does the same exact thing, maybe to like a deeper level. So I think having like both can, it's, it's like such a crazy, beautiful experience because it's really you like putting yourself in a very vulnerable place, really. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I, I feel like I resisted, you know, just to kind of speak candid, like I, I resisted a lot too of like that initial part of, oh my God, the nausea and then the weight gain, I'm going to be honest. Like it's hard to, again, you don't have control of your body as somebody with an eating disorder history. I had to work through some of those things. And like I said, I have a, I have coaches that I work with, um, you know, specifically my nervous system coach, I've worked with you before. And now I, I can honestly say, I feel like I'm like, I look at that little bump in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, like I, it kind of, it's, it's just kind of fallen away because I've done that work. But there are a lot of elements of even pregnancy. I think that if you have a history of trauma, that can be triggering, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I experienced it too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, the, in birth and postpartum, all of yep. those things for sure. Mm -hmm. So speaking of birth and postpartum, as your support coach, I'm kind of it behind the scenes of your business, so to say. And I feel like one of the things I really admire about you is, well, number one, you're a go-getter, right? You just do the damn thing. And number two, like you just have a really a beautiful way of like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, like setting up structure. So like, you're really setting yourself up for success for that, you know, coming to term in your pregnancy, birth and postpartum phase. I was still in retail pharmacy when yeah. I had Olivia. So like, if Joel and I have another baby, it's going to be like a whole different experience and just really kind of learning from you and how you're setting all of these things up. So like what is going through 
your mind? What are you focusing on the most? And like, what are your goals with setting up these structures? You're such a great podcast host. I just want to say like, you ask such great questions. This is so, it's so good. Um, and it's, it's exactly that. And that's what we do in pristine. It's, it's setting up these structures and these foundations and structures are actually part of boundaries, which is what this episode is about boundaries and standards, setting up structures, processes, and systems so that you can feel safe to surrender so that I can say, come March, here we go here. Here's the, here's the roller coaster ride of my life. Like, you know, so it's almost, you know, cause we have that masculine and feminine balance. When you set up these masculine structures, the feminine feels safe to say, okay, I can take off. I can surrender to trust that Katie, you know, if I already know you're going to be fine. Like, you know, exactly what to do. You know, like you're like kind of a duplicate, if I could duplicate myself, <laughs> I could like trust you. I know you'll, you'll do things beautifully and with excellence. And so I'm, I'm just so grateful for, for you and for the, the support that you've given me. So for me, I'm thinking, okay, how do I still serve my audience and at the same time have this time for myself and my family? Because like I said, I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I don't get maternity leave. Um, and it's funny because like astrologically, if you look at my chart right now, my North node is in the 10th house, which is like career and all of that. South node is in the the fourth house, which is family. So it's this dynamic of like, I have to balance those two things. And so like the timing, it's so funny how that like works and how, how true that is. But, um, it's structured flexibility. So like I can have a plan and then maybe something else comes through like our project, you know, where you and I are working behind the scenes and, you know, I kind of resisted it at, at a, a little bit in the beginning, but I'm like, you know what, it actually makes a lot of sense. So sometimes it, it's kind of that too. It's that co-creative dance that we talked about before. Like, yes, you can control certain things, but also allowing for the magic to come through because I want to be able to support my child. I don't want to have to go back to pharmacy I want to show up and serve my, my audience. And so I work with my team, you know, you guys to help me come up with these, these creative new ways of how can I leverage my time Mm -hmm. and also continue having different streams of income. And, um, maybe we set up certain like automated processes that are going to sell. Okay you know, come February, we're going to sell this da, 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 da. And when you do that, I I'm going to be able to go into this, you know, whenever she's born with a little bit more peace of mind to know, okay, I have these things in place. And a lot of people resist structure for their own reason. You know, sometimes people say structure feels too controlling or too rigid and they want to just be free flowing. And that's something else to work through. I have come to find that having both of those pieces the structure and the flexibility is so important for sustainably scaling because you want to think about your energy. You talked about burnout before. If you're trying to do it all yourself and you're doing all these things and I have to answer these emails and da, 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 then it's going to feel really overwhelming when you have something else added onto your plate. So that's exactly what I 
I try to teach people in pristine is, hey, let's set up these structures and systems so that you're not doing it all getting burnt out. And that's really powerful. Yeah. I love that one of the things you mentioned was how can I still impact my audience, right? So like the people that you're serving are still a priority for you. And I think that that's beautiful and just shows how you are as an entrepreneur and like where your heart is in in the work that you do, which is amazing. And I also just want to comment like all of that nervous system work that you have done, I think is paying dividends because I think for anyone who is an entrepreneur that hasn't done that inner work, that nervous system work would probably be scrambling right like what am I gonna do or maybe they wouldn't even be thinking about it now but then they'd be scrambling with a newborn which would be even worse so yeah it goes to show that all of the things like I have been able to witness all of it since gosh I'm trying to think 20 2021 I think yeah um And just how you've shifted and done, you know, as a person, but also as an entrepreneur and now stepping into this like motherhood role. And it really has been um, continually like adding on itself, like a compounding interest of the work that you've been doing, but for yourself and your business. Yeah. Thank you so much for reflecting that back so beautifully. And Right. That's, that's exactly it. It's, it's not just about the structure. It's also the stability in your nervous system. And like I said, and you mentioned this too, before, when you go through entrepreneurship and you know, this, like there are going to be triggers, there are going to be things that come up. And when you do that work and you would really nervous system work is attuning with these various parts that come up that are protective, that are like, oh my God, I'm not safe right now in in some way, even though we cognitively know it, your nervous system, like mine goes to defense. I'm like, I have to protect myself because I literally had no home and, you know, a couple times, you know, no stability in my life. So I, I'm like, I have to protect myself. That's kind of the, the first thought that goes through my head and it, whether it's my reputation or, you know, I have to, oh, I have to protect my, I don't know, whatever it is that comes through for me still. And control is, is part of that too. It's a protective part. And so now what I'm finding is when a trigger comes up, I had one recently, I'm finding that I'm not so, you know, I, I feel like I was very, um, like I could be unwound very easily. And I was kind of like, you know, very emotional and, you know, a lot of highs and lows. And now I still feel it. I'm like, I feel very angry about this. I feel disappointed, whatever the emotion is, but there's a lot more stability I feel in my nervous system because I've done that work. And that's, again, I know it's probably going to be all out of whack with like the lack of sleep and all of that that's going to come, but as of right now, I can, I can see the growth, like you said. And, and again, thanks for reflecting that back because you have, you've seen it. <laughs> you've seen the, the journey. Yes. And just kind of going down memory lane, like you and Eric, I remember actually, I went to one of Christina's retreats in 2021. And I think at that point you're like, I don't want kids. I don't want yeah. kids. I have Penny. I have my dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah, it's it's been such a beautiful, you know, trip to be on with you and Eric. And Eric was even like, oh, I don't know about having kids. Like, I don't know what that would look like for our lives. And oh my gosh, yeah. here we are, like just a few yeah. months away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I'm I'm grateful for him too because you know, he has really been like, even in the fer- the fertility journey, and I have a whole podcast on that of just the raw and real of what that was like, but he sacrificed so much. Mm-hmm. And even though he's scared, I think he, he really underestimates himself. Like you should have seen him holding this fake baby. I'm like, you got this. Like we were at this <laughs> class last night. I'm like, you're going to be fine. He like swaddled better than me. But he doubts himself so much. I don't know. I think it's like his trauma or whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm very grateful because he did everything that you said as far as like, yeah. like, hey, stop going in the sauna, start this vitamin, da 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 da, all these things. And, you know, you like to, to be coachable and to be open is is a gift because, again, that's when you get results. Mm-hmm. you know, whether it's business or fertil- fertility journey, whatever it might be. So he was a very shout out to Eric. client. Yes, he was yeah. a pleasure to work with. Cause believe me, I've had some couples where unfortunately the partner was not willing to make any changes. So I do mm-hmm. actually think that that's also a, a reflection of how they will be as a parent. Mm-hmm. Dare mm-hmm. I say that might ruffle some feathers, but yep. like intuitively, that just makes sense to me. Is if someone is not willing to step up, play their role, do their part in the fertility process, then the woman may have to ask herself, like, is this someone that I want to have a child with? Because I will say, I had yeah. one client where I really had to bite my tongue and and not straight up ask her, do you actually want to have a child with this person? Um, yeah. So you guys have a beautiful relationship and it's, it's been amazing to see. So I know you have a freebie for the listeners, a burnout prevention strategy PDF. I would love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about nervous system work and you might be saying, I'm curious about that. What is what is that? So in that guide, it's I think it's like a 60 page guide slash ebook. I break down, you know, how the nervous system is really the root of a lot of these responses, these protective patterns, whether it's people pleasing, perfectionism, overthinking, going into shutdown. There are all these different states. You might have heard of fight, flight, freeze that whenever you have a trauma, there, there is a response for your body to feel safe. So some people go completely to shut down and they kind of dissociate because it's too painful. Mm-hmm. Some people like me, I go to fight. I'm like, let's go. Like, what, what's up? I'm here. <laughs> like that's, that's what I do. And everybody is so different. So learning to work with your own nervous system, specifically with a coach can help you to attune with those parts so that it's not as chaotic and, you know, all of these highs and lows, like I was saying before, because I can literally look back even a year ago and I can see such a shift in Mm -hmm. how I am showing up. Even, I feel like I was kind of 
I'm still playing out some trauma responses. And, and like I said, I'm always growing and learning, but I can see the difference. Yeah. And so this guide really breaks down, okay, in practical terms, what is your nervous system response? It helps you identify what your go-to response is. And then I give you 13 different strategies of how you can start to regulate your nervous system um, because part of this is self-care too. So your nervous system responds to, um, you know, like if you're dehydrated or if you're not eating balanced meals and your, you know, your blood sugar is out of whack, it also um, respond, you know, to sleep, all of these, you know, self-care elements I've kind of put in there too, to help with Um, you know, really regulating your nervous system so that you can come to motherhood so that you can come to your life feeling grounded and feeling stable in yourself, even if there are things going on around you, because that's, that's life. Mm -hmm. We cannot control what's happening, how someone responds to us, what that client says, we have to be solid in ourselves. And that's where this work really comes in. Yeah. What a beautiful gift. And I think whether you're an entrepreneur or not, or a parent yet or not, like wherever you may be on your journey, I would definitely say, go get that PDF. The link is going to be in the show notes because believe me, I know Christina's work. She's always just really wanting to provide, provide, provide and support. So if she's saying that there's 13 tools to really work on your nervous system, you're going to want to go get those and have those in your your toolbox, your back pocket, especially if nervous system work is kind of newer to you. I mean, I have learned so much from you, Christina, about that, and it has really helped me in a lot of ways in motherhood and in business because it's a lot, especially I'm newer into business, so really still trying to build that foundation And that can be a lot on your nervous system, especially when you have a four-year-old with you at home all day long while you're also trying to work on your business. So it, this is very valuable work, but you do have to put, you know, the work into it too. It's not like a one and done and then you're all peachy keen. Like, no, you have to show up every day. It's just like brushing your teeth right? We have to brush our teeth. We have to feed ourselves every day. So it's, it's just like that. And I will just share, it just popped in my mind. So earlier today, I had just worked four days in a row at my part-time job. It's really like 40 hours crammed into four days. Yeah. Tuesdays are always, cause that's when I record podcasts. They're always a little crazy because in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these like house things to do and I have business things to do and laundry and it can be a little like overwhelming, stimulating. And yep. Joel took the cats to the vet today. He took Olivia with him. Getting the cats and their carriers is like a battle. And <laughs> so like that, you know, was getting my blood pressure up. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm only gonna have solo time for like maybe an hour. And I was feeling very dysregulated. I could tell like, yeah, my heart rate was up. My body temperature was hot. I actually had to take like my, my little sweatshirt off, which isn't typical for me. I'm typically cold, especially in the winter. And I was like, you know what? 
screw it. I just sat in my bed. I got under a cozy blanket and I literally just did a five minute grounding meditation. My heart rate slowed. I felt in my body. I didn't feel like, you know, just kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, but I don't even know, just racing thoughts. I got to do da 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 da. And it, it was instant shift five minutes. That's all it took. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge you because I think it's easy to just be like, well, let me just start the laundry or let me da 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 da. And like, I, I felt this too the other day. Cause I was like, Oh, <laughs> there was like a few things that I knew I had to do, but I checked in with, with myself and I was like, I haven't eaten in four hours. I'm like, this is going to wait <laughs> and I'm going to go eat, you know? And, and so it's kind of that in the moment decision that I'm sure is going to be similar to you know, whenever I have a child, but I'm learning. These are my current boundaries, which I I really like. And actually boundary setting increases your HRV, which is, you know, it's so you want your score higher. Um, so I am taking the apps off my phone. So Facebook and messenger, cause that's primarily where a lot of people, you know, contact me for business. I take that off after four o'clock on weekdays. And then on the weekends, I take it off and I've been sticking with that. And it's just allowed me a lot more capacity mm-hmm. and spaciousness. So um, even something like that. So if you're listening and you're like, well, how do I, you know, start setting boundaries? It could be something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just Absolutely. taking the apps off your phone, giving yourself some space. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And one thing that I implemented in the beginning of the year is, staying off of social media between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. And that was huge, huge, because I would find myself looking at emails or messages early in the morning. And then I would notice like my heart racing because it's like, oh, I got to do all of these things and whatever. So yeah, it could be so simple, a very simple shift. But I do think you have to like you said, check in with yourself and kind of figure out like, what would be supportive of me? What would feel most nourishing? And 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 you know, what's interesting that, that that you say that um, a lot of what we're talking about with business and the nervous system correlates to children. So we were, you know, in this class last night, they're talking about you know, engagement and how to engage your child with, you know, and like, this is the social engagement center with like, you know, your mouth and talking and like connection is how you regulate the nervous system. And then they're talking about, oh, but like, if your child's too overstimulated, this, these are the signs. And I'm like, that's nervous system. Like, (laughs) this is all related. So it's, it's kind of even thinking of yourself like a child. Okay. How do I take care of myself? Okay. Do I need a nap? Do I need like all these different things? So it's kind of, it's interesting that, you know, we're talking about this because it oh, it's so interconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're still in your pregnancy. You haven't, you know, gone through the birth and postpartum phase yet. So what I will ask you is what do you think was the most impactful boundary that you set since you've become pregnant? Um, I think that there are practical boundaries that you set, like what I just talked about with taking Mm -hmm. the apps off the phone, something that I 
need to do, work on it internally because I have codependency patterns because I, I just, I love people so much. And I'm like, but I want you to get results and I want da 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 da. And, but then to my de- detriment, yeah, I need to say, it's like setting a boundary with myself. Like, Hey, what is mine? What is not mine? And I just posted about this today because when you grow up with enmeshment patterns and like my mom was codependent, she has such a big heart. I, you know, and I, I like to think I do too. Cause I, I just, like I said, I love people and I'm like, how can I help you? What can I do? And I have that anxious attachment style where I'm like leaning in. Okay. What can I do? Mm-hmm. So Thank I have you. to pull myself back and say, okay, what is mine? What is not mine? My job is to show up and serve my clients. My, my job is to show up and, you know, in my self-expression and what's not my job is to get somebody results, to be overly responsible for people and managing their emotions. And for me, that's hard because I am, I I do care so much for people, but that's big because I've had several clients where I'm like, I'm showing up a hundred percent. Like, you know, me, I, I like overgive. I'm like, how can I help you? Here's an extra training da 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 da. Um, and so I, I want to be mindful of that with my child too. You know, like I'm sure that she's going to be learning and tripping and falling and all of that stuff. So I think, um, that just came to mind when you asked that question, because when you have a big heart and you're em- em- empathic, empathetic, I think it's easy to take on the emotions of other people like, oh, I'm responsible for this. Mm -hmm. So even that internal question that you can ask yourself, like, what's my job? What's not my job can be huge in just even lowering some of that stress that we sometimes put on ourselves as high achievers. Yeah, I love that. I'm so glad that you shared that. And I did see your post earlier and you and I have had this conversation many times before because we are so similar in that way. And it's funny. And I'll just share quickly. I was in that situation today. I have someone in my confident conception membership and she's kind of been a little quiet. And a part of me is like, oh, I want to send her a a DM and, and kind of see where she's at. But that's part of the boundary that I have set clients is that you know, messaging is for one-on-one clients. So I would essentially be breaking my own boundary. Right. I have been guilty of doing that in the past and I didn't. Um, and I had to remind myself, you know, what am I responsible? Like what is mine and what is not? Right. I set up a ton of beautiful systems in my membership, really learning from you. Yep. The support is there. And like you said, um, we can't put that responsibility and that pressure on ourselves to get people results. So if you are an entrepreneur listening, I think that you can definitely take a lot from that because that has been huge for me too. Right, right. And in, in group programs too, it's, it can be challenging to it's have people stay engaged. So like, even if, if I say, Hey, so-and-so, do you have any questions for me? Or what did you get from the training last week? Again, I'm engaging you. It's up to you to respond yeah. back. I'm not going to chase you. I'm mm-hmm. not like it's, and it's that boundary within ourselves, like you said, and standing in, in our power. Um, so yeah, that's huge. 
Amazing. Well, mm -hmm. I have really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Do you have any final words that you want to share? And then please do share where the audience can connect with you and share about any of your services too that you offer as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you go to pharmacistcoach.com. So I have holistic healing services and also business coaching solutions. So I serve two different types of clients. Um, the holistic healing, I do hypnosis, nervous system work, uh, rapid transformation, which is essentially helping you to shift some of these patterns that we were talking about today. So people pleasing perfectionism so that you can really live a more empowered, free life. Because when you're bogged down with the the worries and the thoughts and giving your power away and unworthiness, your life is going to look different than if you didn't have those patterns that were, you know, protecting you. So when you do this releasing work, this healing work, your life changes. It, it is life changing work and you're going to continue to use it for years to come. Just like even, you know, Katie's saying, and then in the business coaching, I, I blend some of that empowerment work with practical strategy. So a lot of the things that we talked about today, creating structures and um, so that you can expand and, and go take a yoga class or go, um, you know, have a child and not feel like you have to do it all or get burnt out in the process. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, you know, Facebook, uh, you could find me, you know, Christina Fontana, Instagram at the pharmacist coach. And um, I'm just so grateful to have had this really uplifting conversation today. So yeah, I'd love to connect with um, any of your listeners. I'm here to support. And thank you, Miss Katie. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rising into Mindful Motherhood podcast. If this episode resonated with you or gave you an aha moment, stop what you're doing right now and write a review. This simple act of kindness helps me get this podcast out to connect with as many women as I possibly can. I also have a special offer. If you send me a screenshot of your review, I will take $250 off one of my premium coaching containers. Let me know what resonated with you the most and why. So connect with me in my free Facebook community or tag me on Instagram. You'll find both listed below. Thanks again from the bottom of my heart for tuning into this episode and I'll see you next time.